and welcome back to the still as of yet unnamed podcast my name is Corey. oh hey i'm jamie <laughs> i'm jackie a little slow there wasn't you <laughs> that's what the teacher said he was, <laughs> he was jamming out over there in the <laughs> i mind. saw that if this was a video podcast they could have saw you over there playing the drums or whatever he was doing but sorry guys y'all missed it it was beautiful yeah yeah it was a sight oh yeah but today we are going to be an instant reaction to the jason statham movie beekeeper that just came out spoiler alert to everybody because there were going to be lots of spoilers because we're not holding nothing back no and the movie just came out so odds are you probably haven't seen it so if you don't want it spoiled you may want to fast forward to about the 25 minute mark of this episode when we switch over to reacher but I'm just along for the ride because I haven't seen it either. Yeah. yeah. Two he of us saw it. it. With us. Jamie didn't. I had some technical difficulties. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah. Phenomenal action movie. Oh, yeah. If you're just a pure adrenaline junkie with action, love it. Yes, it is. It is classic Jason Statham. Yes, and, I, and I, I'm there for every bit of it. Yes. I do... Starts off, it seems like a little slow, but holy crap. I wanted to do a, a murder count. That's what I should have done. How many people this one man murdered throughout oh, the yeah. whole show? Well, I, I thought the FBI was doing a murder count for us for the longest time because they was talking. They kept saying, his death count today is this. His death count today is this. But then they end up telling off because at the end, his death count kind of spiked by a lot. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have kept a count on it because he didn't. Some of them he didn't kill. Yeah. And he was trying not to hurt the, the good cops that was getting in the way, or not cops, the good FBI and SWAT and Secret agents Service and stuff. And Secret Service, yeah. Speaking of that, yeah, he uh, he may or may not have been going after... Uh, the Our first female president. Yeah, well, <laughs> her son, not her. Because uh, you saw he... Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Was it Hillary? Is no, it her no. time? No, it wasn't her. No, uh, it's actually a, an actress that I'm pretty sure has played a president before. I think she's played a female president before, that actress. If not, she's played like Secretary of State or something. It might have been the show Secretary of State. Yeah, Gemma Redgrave is the actress who plays the president in this movie. Got any stats on any of her movies yet? I'm looking now. Right. Uh Oh. Oh, I know what I know her from. That is Kate Stort from Doctor Who. Kate Stewart, Kate Lethbridge Stewart, oh. she plays the president in this movie. Hmm. So, so we yeah. have a British president. Yeah, we have a British president. Awesome. I hadn't thought about that until you just said it. Couldn't pick a better one. Well, I mean, to be yeah. fair. Well, yeah, no, I mean, she wasn't bad. Her son wasn't worth a shit, but. Yeah. He yeah, was, she, she you know, pretty just. good. And I, I tell you what, you know, the movie starts off and you see, you know from the previews where the movie's going. But the whole scene of that call center with that dude just scamming her and taking her money that oh that makes me so mad that oh, yeah. pisses they me off made it a game he's like all right people hold up let's get your best acting voices on and then he's got this little flashy suit on and he's sitting there turning yes ma'am uh we need you to download this thing or you need or you can take it to a tech and she goes well i'm out here in the middle of nowhere all my life's on here well ma'am if you click on this right here. It'll let us remotely go in there and download the software for it. Well, you don't have to worry about losing anything. As soon as she does that, they get to looking, and he pauses it. 
bam, $2 million charity she's into. She had 10000 in savings and this and that. She's a retired teacher, and she was taking care of a trust fund for donations and stuff for a charity. And they scammed her out of all of it. Yeah, they drained all her accounts, $2.4 million. That seemed a little unrealistic. No. No. If she's a teacher. No, she's a retired teacher. Yeah, she's well, retired. Okay, she's she's a teacher. Yeah. In okay, when of, she's in charge of a trust fund for something? No, it's uh, she's uh, over top of the, I think it was the booking for the charity. I'm just right away, man. Now, like I said, I haven't seen it. I'm thinking somebody like that would make better choices than to hand all your information over the phone to somebody. Well, she's an older woman. Yeah, and it's it's not over the well, it, it's it's over the phone, but it's not over the phone because well, yeah. for for context, you know, she gets on her laptop to do her, I guess, her monthly bank statements because she's got papers in front of her like bank statements. And on her computer, you know what I'm talking about. A yeah. pop up comes up saying yeah. that your hard drive has been infected. Dude, we've been we call this number to get rid of it. We've she been is in uh, land for like twenty years, thirty years now. Yeah, she but lives she's out on in a farm, sixties or seventies. She's a teacher though. She should. I'm, it just strikes me as a uh, kind of convenient for the plot. Well, I mean, uh, it has to. It's a movie. Yeah, and you got to look. And at it's this an action way. movie. The plot is not the most important thing in an action movie. How many people a year get scammed out of their life savings over a computer? I grant you, but these and are people you who can't are, say none of them's ever been teachers or been managers or nothing like that. It just people it's trust nobody. Well, trust you nothing. Yeah, you shouldn't trust anything oh, that yeah. pops up on your computer. Oh yeah, I've explained that to my grandma multiple times on her iPad. If something pops 90% up, ninety percent of people out there it. are trying to screw you over. Watch out. Oh yeah. Well, they'll say That's they a bleak outlook, isn't it? Oh, it is. But they'll say they they got her for like I said, it was like two point four, two point five million dollars. And like I said, most of it wasn't even hers. Most of it was that two million dollars that was in the charity fund. Yeah, and uh, Jason Statham was renting a barn off of her. He was keeping bees and stuff, and she would take care of him. And it starts off with her saying, with him saying, you know, I. Nobody's ever took care of me before, and he really appreciated it. And she's like, well, tonight, stop by for dinner when I get done, and we'll have dinner together. Okay. Then everything happens with the computer, and, I mean, she's looking through her account. Oh, my God, they're celebrating that they stole all this money. Yeah, they're in a million-dollar, like, office suite. Yeah, it looked like a game room. It's exactly what it looked like. Well, it's it, a big game room. Yeah, it looked like a modern-day, like, tech office. And uh, she, you see the look of despair on her face, and then just cuts away. Then it's nighttime. He makes some honey, takes it up there to give it to her. Here's a smoke alarm going off. Walks into the house. Doesn't see nothing. Grabs a knife out of the knife block. Turns, and he sees a gun laying on the floor with a little bit of blood and a shell casing. And that's when her daughter comes in. Yeah, her daughter is a FBI agent. She's a baddie, too. What's her name again? That is the actress is Emma Raver Lampman. the The name in the movie is Agent Parker, Verona, Agent Verona Parker. Oh yeah, she's a baddie. I like her. Oh yeah, she's she's smart too. Oh yeah. Which I mean, to be in the FBI, you got to have a little bit of sense. It's not like you know being a cop. Anybody can be a cop. A little different being an FBI agent. Not saying all of them are brilliant, but it's not as simple to get into the FBI as it is to be a regular police officer. Yeah, so it's uh takes a turn where she thinks he was the one that done it. They come in there and do a little do a little investigation in on it and 
found out that, you know, it wasn't him. And she got scammed and everything. Because she didn't believe her mom killed herself. That's when they told her that they believe it was just suicide. She said, my mom loves life. She would never do nothing like that. Until she goes and looks at the computer. Lost everything. Yep. And then they release him from jail. He comes back up there. And she starts talking to him. Want to apologize. And tells him that it was a scam center that done it. And want to know if he knew the name. And he's like, do you know who it is? And he said, no. They've been trying to chase him for the last two years. He said, all right. He gets up to leave, and he goes, where are you going? He goes, i got to take care of the hive. He said, but you've been up all night. He goes, I have the most important thing. He goes out to the bees. He pulls up a little tray, and there is a little package, packaged inside the where the honey and stuff is. He opens it up, hits the cell. It's a, a satellite phone, and he contacts the It's a the modern beekeeper. satellite phone, yeah. though, that's for sure. It's a, he contacts the beekeepers. And they start about for, for the names and stuff. And he said, well, this might be a little hard. Even the FBI can't find it. She goes, do we look like the FBI? <laughs> He's like, no, this is nothing. Later on that the day, FBI's she... FBI's probably in on it. She calls back in. No, not the FBI, but the CIA, maybe. Always. Well, Always. Maybe, me and you, we watch enough shows to know how corrupt the CIA is. Oh, yeah. And then he gets a call back. And the woman goes, yeah, this one, this one had me going. Took me a little bit to get this one, but here you go. And then it was on from there. Yeah, that's when it kicked off. Yeah, he pulls up in his old rusted out Ford truck. I won't say it was rusted out. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad looking for no, an old it, Ford. Yeah, I like the older Ford. If it's a Ford, it's got to be an older model. don't want nothing newer. Mm-hmm. You don't want no aluminum pop can? No. Hell no. <laughs> but then he pulls up. If y'all ever watched the trailer, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. He pulls up in front of the building. He wants in. They tell him, no, we're not going to let you in. And that guy, he said, I'm going in there and burn it to the ground. And they told him that uh, I'm going to give you to the count of three. And he goes, one, two, three. I saved you some time. <laughs> now I'm going in. And he whoops their ass, picks up the two cans of gas, walks up to the counter. What room is the call center on? She, the woman told him what floor. He said, uh, anybody that's not in the call center might want to call and tell them to evacuate the building. I'm going to burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah he just goes, tells the receptionist. Oh, uh, uh, Okay. <laughs> Then he went upstairs and just started whooping ass. Yeah. Yeah, because they had security up there, and that security wasn't no match. And then no. once the security was done, then it was, it's just a bunch of yeah, nobody, Well, he got geeks. in there. Nobody was even paying any mind until he started dumping gas on everybody. Yeah, then they started freaking out, finally. Yeah. I mean, you got some strange dude up there carrying gas cans. He's telling you to need to change your ways and stuff. I'm not just going to blow him off and keep trying to scam people. I'm hitting the door. <laughs> yeah. It'd be different if you worked at like a charity. Yeah. Then, you know, okay, maybe it's the madman. But when you work and you're, you know, you're dedicated to stealing people's money and then somebody shows up telling you you need to change your ways, you may want to listen. Exactly. You've done, stole from the wrong person and now it's time to pay for it. You pissed off the wrong motherfucker is what happened. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that was running that call center. Was he it? found out real quick. Oh, yeah, he was an idiot. Uh, first, he burns down the damn call center, beats him up a little bit. Then he calls the main guy that owns everything, tells him what's going on. He said, I thought you was connected. Get some heavy hitters, go in there and take him out. I don't want to hear what's about this no more. Hangs the phone up. Yeah, apparently this young guy that was running the call center, he's somehow got ties to the mafia. 
that didn't help him, but. No, he went and got him some heavy hitters. Went to go take him out. Coughed him a couple fingers. Mm-hmm. And he took out all the other guys. And they'll say once that, that dude was, where, where was they at that that bridge was? Like, that's some, that's some hellacious security. Yeah. Like, you know, you got a bridge that goes across, like, the river or whatever. And the middle part of the bridge will just raise up. And then, you you know, you can't cross. It doesn't, like, do like a, you know, bridge. a bridge for a boat. It literally just raises straight up. It yeah. raises up, so he's got to stop there, the the dude that has lost a few fingers. And he calls the main boss guy back to let him know what's going on. It's a hilarious conversation because, you know, he's basically crying because he's missing fingers, he's bleeding. And this, like, halfway through the conversation, Jason Statham's not finished with him yet. He yanks him out of his uh, Range Rover that he's in, ratchet straps him, uh, like ratchet straps his arms together. Yeah. And then you look, you he follows the ratchet trap back. He's got it hooked to his Ford truck. He pops the hood. He jams the uh, the throttle full the up, throttle on the carburetor all the way wide open. He uh, grabs the grabs yeah. something out of the bed. Oh, he grabs his backpack out of the bed of the truck. Reaches in, just yanks it out of park. Truck takes off, drives into the ocean, and yanks him with him. You see the truck flying through the air, and then you see that dude just yelling and screaming as he's flying through the air to almost hit the other side of the bridge. Oh, yeah. That'd been cool if he would have. If it had been a Chevy truck, he would have. Yeah. Ford truck didn't have quite enough horsepower to do it. Well, the dude almost had enough oomph to get over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. At that time, he had a body count of, let's see, four at the call center, I think three at the Now, wasn't it six at the call center? So what do you think the guy was thinking flying behind the truck? Oh, well. Might have made some bad choices, <laughs> some bad yeah. decisions. Well, yeah. the bad thing is, the whole time he's tearing up the call center stuff, he's trying to tell him, you need to change your ways, you need to stop doing this. Dude didn't listen. Yeah. the a multi-million dollar business. That's the thing, he burned down the call center, but he didn't actually hurt any of the people in the call center that was doing the scamming, which that's, I kind of didn't understand that. I would have maybe not killed them all, but I would have roughed all of them up because they're all part of it. He mainly just roughed up the security guards that were trying to stop him. Yeah, I think those were the ones that didn't make it out was the security guards. Yeah, yeah, the ones he knocked out. Yeah, because yep. the cowards in the in there, when he started burning the place down, they just ran out. They didn't bother trying to help anybody else get out. They were just trying to save their own butts, which is why, again, those were the bad people there. Take them out. Yep. Then, uh, no, apparently they're there scamming people out of all their money, so it means yeah. they don't really care too much about the people laying on oh, the Oh, yeah, board. clearly. That's why I was saying Jason Statham should have roughed them up, yep. too, in my opinion. And what I mean by when I was talking about the the call center was like a it's like literally like a game show. They had the techno color screens and stuff up. They got pictures and stuff on the side. And the dude is literally like a TV announcer talking to everybody in there, like putting on a big show, letting everybody see how good he is at scamming and everything. I mean, he's just a douche from the beginning. That a douche too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And so just a good old fashioned bad guy. Oh yeah, you know, there's no no story arc, no no redeeming this guy. He's just bad. Oh yeah, good. And, that's what they need. And yeah. also just young and dumb. Yeah, he's. he's I'm oh to say, God. I wonder what his because, last thoughts was as he was flying behind. The oh truck. yeah, ah, may have made a choice bad here. Yeah, because like I said, when Jason Statham first burned down the call center, he didn't didn't really hurt him that bad. Just just basic rough up. Just you know, threw him around. That was it. He could have went on, lived his life, but no, he had to take his ties with the mafia, go get some thugs, and then come back after Jason Statham. Yeah, and then uh, that woman that uh, committed suicide, her daughter come to the, she's with the FBI, 
she come to the got a phone call from the FBI. He's like, uh, need you to come in. You good to drive? She looks down at the bottle of wine she's drinking that night. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, she was slightly hungover. Oh, she's excited. The call center's burnt down. She's just sitting back enjoying it. He goes, you like? He goes, you like fire? She's like, just don't mess this up for me. Just let me enjoy this one little bit. She goes, well, since you like fire so much, uh, let's go to your mom's house. It's on fire. Somebody set it on fire. And she's like, "Ah," and they run to the vehicle, and that's when they find it. He burnt down the barn when all them heavy hitters tried to come in there and take him out. Yeah. Didn't burn the house down, which I was glad because that's a nice classic old oh, house. Oh, it was. That's a I like it. well-built house, too. Yes. It would have been hard to burn that house down. But Although. I don't know. It, as old as it was, it'd be that lumber be dried as can be. And, and with the gone. amount of honey he had, yeah. he didn't realize honey was that flammable. Oh, yeah. Then that boy. Uh, I saw the. Uh, I remember seeing that on the preview. That. Uh, oh now. yeah. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Who knew? I didn't know until I saw the preview, and now I saw the movie. And yeah, Flammy. Oh, Flammy. Uh, wow. Yeah, Flammy. Huh? <laughs> it's my oh, job God. to mess words up. Come on. Jamie said you can't be stealing his stick. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll, I'll I'll end it back to you. But yeah, honey. <laughs> oh no, you own very that flammy. one now. You own that one now. Yeah, Flammy's all you. Flammy's all you now. <laughs> well. I guess I'm stuck with that. Yeah, it was a, like I said, it's, we could break it down piece by piece, and that's what I've been trying to do because we normally just jump from the end to middle to the beginning. Oh, yeah. Through the whole thing. I was trying to. We hit the highlights. It, it's yeah. better to, you know, kind give of, a full breakdown. Yeah, step through it. Although, it's a instant reaction, so if anybody hasn't seen it and they listen, which we gave a spoiler, but if you're still listening, you're going to know everything. Yeah, so far. This is good stuff, but it is not nowhere near the best stuff. No, this is still just the intro. This is still you learning. 20 minutes in? Probably, yeah. 25 minutes in? All this happens? After this is when you start really learning about what a beekeeper is. You start getting little insights of beekeepers and what they do. Yeah, the the main guy running everything, he has a guy that used to head the CIA that worked there for like 30-some years. He's helping him keep him out of trouble and everything because he promised his mom he would. Mm-hmm. And he said, hypothetically, if I had a friend that scammed somebody that shouldn't have and this gruntled guy comes up there and burns the car, the call center down, do you have somebody that could take him out? What do you mean take him out? <laughs> you know, handle him. He said, no, no, that's I don't deal with that stuff. Then... When that dude was on the phone as he got janked down through into the murky waters, uh, the, guy, the beekeeper gets on the phone and starts talking to him and says he's on his way to see him. Mm-hmm. And at goes, this point, you still don't know who that kid's mother is. You just know he's very, very well connected with uh, a lot of money. Yeah. And then he Which, goes, according to him, the, the whole scamming call centers that he had going on, he had like 12 of them. And they were making $9 million a month. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, that just infuriates me. Yeah, just scamming people out. Then when he tells the CIA guy what was going on, he said, it kept going on about a beekeeper, keeping bees or something. And he just gets that look, oh, of all the uh, <laughs> fuck-ups you've done, this is your best one. This is your Mona Lisa. Yeah, this is your Mona Lisa. This is your, he said, a beekeeper is, uh, when the world is, in chaos, they supposed to come in and smooth things yeah, back Yeah, the out. beekeeper is there to protect the hive. Yeah. 
When the hive is in dysfunction, the beekeeper sets it right. They operate outside of any form of government. They have full reign, full power to do whatever. Hmm. Did they ever give any ideas to who backs them or? No. Nope. That you like never... international, like all over the world or? No, you no. hear that uh, they find out he was retired and they send in the current beekeeper. Oh, God. And that God. guy from the CIA goes, you know, it had been better off if they didn't send her in at all. She is a psycho. Well, that the new beekeeper is a psycho. And <laughs> holy shit. Really? Yeah. Good God, she is. Jason oh, Statham, my God. You know, he was kind of out there when he was burning down the call center, but nothing like this woman. Okay, so he's retired. Yeah, yeah he's, he's retired. Yeah, we forgot that part. He is retired beekeeper. Okay. This is, this is when you find out he's retired. So it's just like one of them at a time? Yes. I got that. Yeah, I got that. I think there's only one at a time. Oh, okay. So it's not like a network of them or something? No. Not yet, but I would say if this movie does good, just like what happened with John Wick, it'll branch off and you'll find out that like there's one beekeeper probably like per country or something. You know, you know if this movie no, they, does they, good. They left a lot of room to expand on They it. did. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's and, uh, he's at a gas station filling up and. He's reaching over here, getting something. Next thing you know, this vehicle just comes in and plows into the back of him. And this psychotic-looking woman jumps out the vehicle. So she's the current beekeeper. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And no subtlety whatsoever. It was just balls to the wall. I'm killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, she crashed into the back of his vehicle. And then he just pulls out a, I think it was that. Like There's a, a minigun mounted in the oh, back of her vehicle. She, pulls she got to that later. I was talking about when she first hit him, she pulled out like a G36 automatic rifle oh yeah and, and just starts lighting everything up and she jumps out checks the vehicle doesn't see him there he, obviously you know he just i don't know if he like appears behind her or whatever but anyway they start fighting he's obviously kicking her ass and then yeah she rips off and she's got like a it wasn't m2 browning no, uh, it, was a, it was an actual mini gun. yeah it was a straight up minigun it shoots six thousand rounds per minute yeah 100 rounds per second and she just starts lighting the gas station up just mowed the whole place down. Never got him. Nope. Then he comes out, grabs a jar of honey, slip, uh, busts it against her back, and throws a lighter on her. And then she starts bursting into flames. Yeah, she basically burns to death. Then she's dragged, crawling across the ground. Oh, yeah. Jason Satham is not kind in this movie to the bad guys. Reaches down, cuts off her finger, puts it in a little baggie. Yeah, French fry baggie. Yeah. Goes over and tells the guy, I need your keys. The guy just hands them to him. Because, you know, yeah. why not? <laughs> yes. She done mowed down everything in there. And as he's pulling out, I was like, maybe she's still alive. No, gas station explodes. <laughs> yeah. He drove off in a Nissan GTR, too. Yeah. You know, just casually, you know, taking somebody's $180,000 Nissan GTR. And then goes to his compound. Because apparently the current beekeeper has like a compound. And that's why he needed his finger. Needed her finger. Yeah, her finger. I don't know what I said. Her finger. So they say he scans his way in and then all the guns and ammunition and everything you would need. Yeah, uh, he breaks uh, some kind of... If you ever watched any movies where they do nuclear launch codes where they break a clear case and they pull out the nuclear launch codes, he breaks something like that and gets something out, punches it in, plugs that one guy's phone up in there so he can track down where that guy called from, the main guy, and uh, bounced everywhere. Then all of a sudden, boom, shows where it's at. He grabs all his gear, gets in the woman's truck, takes off. 
Yeah, then he, uh, by this point, the FBI is kind of up to what's going on and knows where he's heading. But also, the young punk that he's going after and the ex-CIA director, the ex-CIA director has hired a bunch of uh, ex-Navy SEALs and people like that and formed his own kind of hit squad to protect them. Ex-Navy SEALs, Delta, and stuff like that. Basically, compared to the beekeeper, as he put it, basically, on your own, he would kill you guys. You guys are basically a bunch of pussies. Yeah, he said, <laughs> basically, y'all a bunch of pussies compared to him. All of y'all together, maybe, just maybe, might be able to kill him. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, so need to say, they're in the... They're in the, the main hub call center. They're in there to protect them. The FBI and the SWAT team are outside making a perimeter because this other people inside had where XCIA, XCIA director hired them. They got a piece of paper that, you know, basically the FBI can just screw off. Yeah, they can't come in the building. They're t- taking care of security up there. They can sit outside, but they're not allowed in the building. Yeah, so basically the FBI and the SWAT team, they go outside and they're in a circle formulating a plan. Jason Sason just walks up to them and just basically tells them, you know, no, there's no back entrance. There's if there like, was, I would have went in that way. Says me, I'd smoke them out, but there's no way to get in there, and blah blah blah. Or I wouldn't have to go in through the front door. Yeah, he just who basically explained it to him. And they told him who it is, and then that's when they find out who he is, and he just takes all of them out. Yeah, doesn't kill any of them. No, he shoots them in the bulletproof vest. That way, he didn't kill nobody. But you know, just leaves a hell of a bruise. Oh hmm. fuck yeah, he leaves one hell of a bruise. You're down and out. He walks his way off inside, and then. That was a literal game show. That dude had a the dude the dude had a suit on that had nothing but the goat written all over it and little pictures of the goat and talking about how much money do you got me you make today uh, New York and we made this much and then was lost like they're down ninety two thousand oh, I don't even want to hear from you you're making me sick you're giving me cancer let's get this guy and he's we're up uh, I think a million some that's what I'm talking about. And there's pictures of people on the back wall and how much they're worth just flashing back and forth. Let's make this money! Just like if it was on a game show. Hmm. And I would imagine this is probably not, it probably doesn't happen exactly like that, but I'd say it happens very similar to that with these scammers in real life. Yeah. And what they're doing is using a CIA program that's supposed to look for terrorists, but they refigured it and stuff to find people who don't have any relatives or anything and has money and that's who they focus on yeah people who has no relatives and stuff that they can scam Hmm. sounds a lot like another movie well that part of it does yeah there's a a few of them that's got the when it comes to scammers just the way you describe it it kind of reminds me of uh uh i care a lot remember that one yes yes so been different what they were doing to the people but it's it's still it's the same idea it's the same concept of just scamming the older people that have yeah. and, have and nobody money, that's, nobody that's going to care basically right yeah you watch wolf of wall street ain't you mm, no, no no i have you i have. love that movie that when he's in there hyping them up before they start doing everything that's exactly what that movie that guy was doing in there just hyping yeah. them up so they can get ready to steal this money it was crazy. And then, like I said, the guys that he hired to come in there and protect them, like, we need to shut this down. Everybody needs to leave. Blah, blah. We're not going nowhere. This is a multi-million dollar business. We're not going no damn where. You can fuck off. <laughs> flips, him in there, flips him off and everything. He said, I'll call my boss and you'll be 
you'll be sorry about this. And he goes in there, and as he goes to call him, he holds that middle finger up and uses it to push the call button. I got a feeling he loses that finger at some point. No, I, he probably wished he would have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. lost a little more than a finger. Because by, by the time it was all said and done, he didn't listen. He made them guys go out. Jason Statham come in there, took all them bad guys out, the quote-unquote pussies, mm. uh, took them out, and then come One in of there. them got chopped in half by the elevator. Oh, that was horrific. But he uh, comes in there, and he asks, throws him through the window, grabs him up, throws him on the desk, and asks him questions. No one answer him. So he takes a stapler and starts hitting him in the hand, hitting him in the forehead, hitting him in the hand, hitting yeah, just staples in each time. You're going to talk to me or die. They'll kill me. He said, I'm just going to torture you, then kill you. So which one do you want to do? <laughs> and the guy finally gives it up. And he didn't kill him because he, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't really the main person he's after. And he just left. Come to find out, <clears throat> after all that happened, they called the CIA director guy. And he said, told that boy, he said, you need to call your mom. I'm not letting my mom know. You need to call your mom so we can go hang out with her. Because we're well, with her. Nobody can mess with us. Oh, so you're trying to use my mom for a human shield. And he calls his mom and everything. Hey, that mom. comes into play later. Yeah, he said, I'm going to see if I can come up and see you this, this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, we're at the beach house. Come on down. And she looks at her age. My son's going to come down, make arrangements. Don't let him have no drugs or nothing like that. Keep his ass sober. And then, you know, she's... Greeting hands with everybody come to find out she's the president. Yeah, that's when you first find out. The United States. It's like, Madam President, it's like, oh, that's why he feels so safe of hiding with his mother. Yeah, because all the Secret Service and everything. And as soon as that happened, I looked at him during the movie, and I was like, I feel bad for the Secret Service agents. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They are not prepared for what's coming. Yeah, they go in there, uh, FBI director flies in, they're talking to him, and that one woman mentions beekeeper and he gets that look on face. Let's just stay on target with facts that we know of. Yeah. He, he knows something. Yo, he knew exactly what was going on when she mentioned beekeeper. He flies back. All this shit happens again. They get him on the screen and they tell him that, you know, we think he's going after the president and it had to do with the beekeepers again. Don't want to hear that word. He said, you got a blank check and hangs up. They was free to do whatever they want. No cost. Just do it. Like, holy shit. He knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, and I love when those two FBI agents, the, the, the daughter and the other agent, shows up at the uh, the beach house. And uh, the uh, Secret Service is like, uh, no, FBI can't come in here. And they're like, uh, yeah, you may want to check your list again, buddy. Uh, we got access. Yeah, we're, we're special something, something from different alphabets and blah, blah, blah. We're on the list. No, you're not getting here. Check the list. All right, y'all clear to go. Let's him right in. Mm-hmm. Then there's a guy in there who faced the beekeeper once before. I call him Gorilla. Yeah. Because that's what he reminds me of. I mean, he's just built like a gorilla. Yeah, he's Irish. Yeah. And he said, I fought, I fought one one time. I killed him. It was luck. But he got a piece. Of, I think he said he's got a piece of me. And he throws his legs that pull up. And he missed, he's missing a leg. From yeah, the knee down, he was missing a leg because the beekeeper took it. Huh. <laughs> So, like he said, he barely beat him. It was luck that he beat him. And I only mention that because that leg comes into play later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, because he, in the whole movie, everybody Jason Statham fights. Even when he fights the whole group of, you know, SWAT members, the whole group of ex-military guys, 
he never gets a finger laid on. He whoops everybody until he actually fights this guy. This is the first guy that puts up a fight against him. Hmm. He just ends up having to hop on one leg at a point, and that really hinders your fighting ability. Yeah. That and the fact that Jason Statham had done shot him through the jaw, even though the dude basically just ate the bullet. and Yeah, crazy. Yeah, he got back up, uh, shot him in the jaw, stabbed him in the mouth with a piece of glass. Uh, yeah, this this dude was something else. I give him credit. Oh yeah, he was he was a super. I call him grill. I mean, he was just built like one. Huh. You see them gray back gorillas on TV and stuff. They're just barrel chested, big arm. That was this dude. He just didn't take no shit, and he wasn't going down for nothing. He had his sight set on something, and he was going for it. He would have been a good beekeeper, better than that psycho crazy woman that they sent after him the first time. Yeah, his accent though was just. Oh, he had a strong accent, man. Yeah. It'd be rough to do a movie around him. Good job. That's if it was his real accent. Well, I'd say it probably wouldn't. He was probably doing it for the movie. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I might want to look him up. I it was a strong it. accent. Does it show him on here? Uh, I think it, it was his name, Lazarus. I believe. Yeah, it's Taylor James. Yeah, yep, this is him. He's from England. But he's got a strong Irish accent. Yeah, this makes sense. He was in the, he's in the new uh, the new Viking series on Netflix, the uh, Valhalla. Oh, I can believe it. Yeah, he's I in can it. Definitely believe it. Oh yeah, he fits the role perfect. Exactly. He's also in a movie called Lao Lao Crocodile. <laughs> Again, if you if you <laughs> saw him and heard him, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he's in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but just as a nobody Atlantean messenger. You gotta get your start somewhere. Yeah. As long as you can get on screen, at least somebody can see you. I like how he's in both Justice Leagues. He's uncredited in the regular Justice League, but in Zack Snyder's cut, he got a credit. What'd you find over there? Oh, totally unrelated. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, never, he didn't get to watch it, so he's just in the dark just listening to us talk about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. I was just checking out what's going down in Texas right now. Mm. Yeah, he's a... Uh, you find out that the the Secret Service is all over that place because they know the beekeeper's on his way. He, uh, there's welding manhole covers down so he can't come in through the manhole covers. He still comes in through them because he has a hydraulic jack. Yeah, and just the expands the it and yeah, pops, pops it right out. out there. And, man, he, he has a Secret Service outfit on, wearing the goggles, climbs up in one, up in one of them trucks that's up, parked over top of him. Got a skateboard that he can uh, slide underneath a couple of them. Gets up in there and hides. So when the other guy that comes down there that's actually with the Secret Service starts crawling up underneath the vehicle to make sure ain't nobody hit underneath there, he looks up, sees him, goes, what the hell? And he just grabs him, knocks him out, stuffs him back in the hole he yeah. was hiding in. Yeah, he just takes that guy's there. spot, throws his little uh, belaclava on so they can't really see him with his goggles, and wheels his way back out from underneath it. Yep. And then he's in the compound. Yeah, I, man, I'm telling you right now, just the action. I'm an action junkie, anyways. But oh man, it's just glorious. <laughs> oh yeah, and once he's in the compound, the sound of it, it's got a good story too. Yeah, it, it's got a, a lot of action movie. Don't. Yeah, it's got a real good story, no. and we're not doing the story justice. But I'm, no, the, like, I'm getting a good idea <clears throat> what the story is, and like I said, it sounds like they've left a lot of room to expand on it. They did. Yeah. So like when uh, be a good franchise in the making. When he took out the the newest beekeeper, 
the hive people said that they would stay neutral in it. They didn't want to mess with it. <laughs> they don't and, want him to come home. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they don't yeah. want the they don't want him to come. They knocking. want the drone bee to come back to the hive. <laughs> <laughs> and they got what they call some of them. It's called the queen killer. And when the queen isn't producing the right kind of offspring, then it's that bee's job to go in and take out the queen, the killer. Yeah, apparently so that's like a, a real thing with bees. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, probably it is. <laughs> Again, I go on YouTube rabbit holes. I start yeah. watching one thing. Next thing I know, I'm watching beekeeping. I'm watching how to get to extract the honey, how to filter the honey. Then I'm watching how to turn the beeswax into candles and lip balm. Well, it hit <laughs> oh, today, good right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came out Friday yesterday. Okay, so just, I'm just curious what we got on Rotten Tomatoes on it. Ooh, yeah, I didn't check that. I would, they probably didn't well, like it. They don't. Really, they they never really like a real good show. Well, I don't usually go by the critics. I, I go by, by the, the, the audience. audience. Uh, you know, we had to get it a few weeks for the audience to really get all their things good. in, though. Yeah. Now this had a couple of pretty good name brand actors in there. I mean. Oh yeah, I mean the woman at the very beginning, the uh, older lady that ended up committing suicide. That was uh oh god, uh, Felicia Rashad. Yep. And I've seen her in a bunch Ms. of stuff. Huxtable. Yes. Then uh, the president's son. Uh, actually, there is a rating. And I'm, just take a guess. Just, give, me a, give me an idea what you think the uh, based, audience score was. Based on your reaction, the audience score is probably uh, 86, and the critics is probably a 46. Got 94 for the audience and a 68 for the uh, critics. Mm. I'm surprised the critics gave it that high. Yeah. Anytime, anytime it's are. balanced like that, it's probably good. A good movie, oh, yeah. It's yeah. A good movie. The critics don't like it very much, but the audience does. It's usually a keeper. Yeah, and it is. It, it, it's a great movie. It's definitely one that when it comes out, if it's on a streaming service, I'll be watching it again. Oh yeah. If it's not, it's the second it goes on sale on Vudu, I'll be buying it. There's already 108 critics reviews on it, and they get the. It's, well, they get they get early views of it, yeah, so, so the critics get theirs 68%. out. 68 uh, percent. Still good. Yeah, the ex-CIA director, that's uh, Jeremy Irons, the guy who plays the ex-CIA director. Cool. I always think about him from uh, Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, and yep. Scar. Yeah. And, and then Didn't he play Scar? Or didn't he do the voice for Scar in The Good Lion King? I believe so. I'm not 100% sure on that. Not that abortion of a remake? And then the, the bratty that. little spoiled kid that's over it all, that is uh, PETA from Hunger Games. Yep, Josh Hutchinson. Yep, he done the Lion King. He done Scar's voice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In the 1994 Lion King. also in Aragon. And I'm hitting the table again. Yeah. Sorry. Aragon, Dragon. Uh, He was a dragon I I know what you... That was was another movie that's supposed to have been a two or three-part. Yeah, they never... And it never did. It didn't do very good, so they didn't make any more. I don't understand why it didn't do any good. It was a real good movie. Yeah, it was... from what I watched it several times and it was no, real good. I what know. I don't understand is how that didn't get a second part, but freaking Dragonheart has like fourteen freaking movies that goes downhill with each one. Yeah, the first, first one, one was, was decent. Was I liked the first one? I yeah. went to the movies and watched it. All the other ones after that was junk, but they kept making them because the first one done so good. Oh, we'll just build off of its name. Yeah, I guess it. Well, that was a really. Aragon, we're drifting way, way yeah, away from I haven't the topic seen, right now. But uh, I haven't seen Aragon or 
the other movie, Dragon Hall, whatever you named off. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, yeah. I'll just, I'll just throw this part in on with Aragon. It's a real popular book series. Yeah. So it's probably going to cost them a lot of money to get the rights to it, maybe. Well, they, they maybe that's why they had the rights to it. it. If they made the first movie. I had the rights to the first movie. The first book, maybe. I don't know how that works, but. Yeah, it was supposed to have been a, a series that never happened, so. But, yeah, I just remember Jeremy Irons was in it. Uh, he played Scar in Lion King. He's also He also plays Alfred in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yeah, he does. Okay. Never He's not the greatest movie. Alfred, but it's kind of hard to be a good Alfred after watching uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, after watching Michael Caine. Yeah, I mean, he yeah just, granted. He is Alfred. It yep. doesn't, it yep. doesn't yep. get Michael any better Caine than that. Michael Caine the best Alfred, uh, in recent times at least. Yeah, I like the original Alfred in the original movies, even though the movies wasn't. You talking about the ones with which one? When you when you say original man, that, I'm they, talking about the ones that actually look like way. a comic book. Oh, oh yeah, Alfred Pennyworth. But uh, yeah, my favorite movie version is got to be Michael Caine. Oh yeah, those are my favorite Batman movies. Yeah, yeah, those they picked the right person and he stuck with the role for more than just one movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I always hate when I kept switching them up. That, yeah, oh, yeah was, every year we had a different Batman. Yeah, yeah. I believe there was more. They were supposed to be the same Batman. Michael Keaton. I, I don't know. Uh, George Clooney. Uh, what's the other one? I can't remember his name. I can't either. Which he know. was in Top Gun. And was he was he? also in uh, the second Top Gun. He played Ice in Top Gun. Who is that? Val Kilmer? Thank you. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I forgot That's he was right. Batman. I did, I yeah, Val Kilmer. Too. I can't believe I forgot he was Batman. Yeah, well, I, I said they, they started out okay, then they just kept changing the Batmans on you, and I just... I like I Christian Bale the best. Of course, I am a little on the younger side for the other ones, but I yeah. like him the best. Now, and I like George Clooney the least. He was not a good Batman, in my opinion. Now, I like George that Clooney. That whole movie. Got, I like George Clooney. He was yeah, not a good that Batman. That whole movie got panned as like the worst Batman movie ever. It probably was. Yeah, probably. And it it also depends on how, what you consider this newest The Batman movie. I haven't watched it. I, I've watched it. It's not a Batman movie. It's a crime detective, movie. Yeah, it's, a detective it's a detective movie. movie. It's not a Batman movie. Can't get interested in it enough to try it yet. I mean, it's, there's another one coming out, so you may want to watch it, but it's not great. Not for a Batman movie. It's not bad for a just detective movie. If you took the Batman label off of it, it might be a good movie. Hey, I think Ben, we've had this discussion before. I think Ben Affleck did a good Batman. He did a good Bruce Wayne. Well, of course he's. And he did he did a good version of a, not an old, old Batman, but an aging Batman. So yeah. I like I liked his version of yeah. that. My thing was, I, don't I think it's where I like Christian Bale as Batman. And Christian Bale oh. is not built. He's more slight. So seeing somebody just jacked as Batman I don't look at Batman as that jacked. I don't know. I just I don't off, think Batman is that the, jacked. The cartoons, he's more jacked. Yeah, he's, he's bulked up. Yeah. yeah, the top, his, his, his chest and stuff is built pretty big. He's pretty big. But I will agree with you. He did the best Batman. Oh, yeah. I, Christian Bale was my favorite Batman. And those three movies were just amazing. Well, yeah, they were they were darker, you know. And that's what I liked uh, about them. Yeah. So, definitely the best series of Batman. Of course, they also had the best director. So now Ben Affleck, he did a good older Batman. You didn't get to see him a whole lot. It's just you know. Yeah, I never watched. He just that had one. a couple of movies, but he done a decent job. Yeah, he he definitely done a decent job. But yeah, Clooney, his movie got panned as like the worst Batman movie ever. Since we're talking about Batman, somehow, and we're going to end up talking about Reacher. 
the guy that plays Reacher, people are wanting to play Batman. They want him to be the next Batman. Not a young Batman, but somebody has been in the role for years. He's like really, really big, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's now, a little, again, he, he takes it even further than uh, yeah, Ben Affleck. I, I may go, like, he's maybe too big. Yeah. Maybe, maybe make him I, Superman. I like the concept. Oh, he wouldn't have to pad the suit. No, definitely not. No. If he's going to Yeah, okay. I mean, he's definitely big enough. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about Superman. I can kind of see it, maybe. It's been brought up on some stuff I've heard before, but if he, if he was in the Marvel Universe, he'd make a great Captain America. He's got the look Ooh. and the size. Oh, yeah. Perfect yeah, because oh, yeah. the first Captain America is a lot of CGI, the mm. built bodies. They wouldn't have to do none of that with him. No. Only problem is... Big guys can't run. Point. No. Yeah, and they, you yeah, see him running. Yeah, Reacher, man. Yeah. Big guys cannot run. I've seen it yeah. in Reacher. I've watched it on Rambo movies and stuff. They just, for some reason, these jacked up people, they just got a But when you're that big, dude, you don't need to run. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Sylvester Stallone. Unless you're Stallone's, trying to catch the guy getting away from you. Sylvester Stallone's got about the worst run of any of the big guys. Yeah, it, it's like he's got anytime, a limp. Yeah, anytime I've seen him run a movie, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it looks like he's in pain running. Yeah, and it, like I said, like a running limp. Like he's got a leg that don't really want to move, but he's making it move. Yeah, and as somebody who especially on the expend the first Expendables, you really see it on. The oh yeah, when he's running down the dock trying to grab onto the plane as it's taking off. Yeah, I'd say they probably yeah. didn't do many shots to get that. He probably couldn't do many takes. No, I mean look how old he is. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, even back in the day when yeah. you, in Rambo movies, you could see it in his run. It was just like. Oh, that just not look like a good run. Yeah, but still one of my... As they say in sports, he doesn't have a good gait. Yeah, he's still one of my favorite action heroes, though. Oh, he's great. Him and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought you were going to say Dolph Lundgren. No, he's a good one. He's good, but he's got a lot more stinker movies than the other ones. Uh, you've never watched uh, Red Scorpion? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. You have to watch that. That's That's when he shines. Yeah. I mean, I know he's got good movies. I'm just saying, Which of one did he do? the people we named off, he's got definitely more bad movies than they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did a movie with Brandon Lee. Well, very few movies that Brandon Lee did. Showdown with Tokyo. There you go. That was good. Can't yeah. think of the name of it. Yeah, uh, I actually watched it not too long ago. <laughs> That's how it was just right there on top of my head. And it was a, a real good show. He was more into the Japanese art than Brandon Lee was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why that, that was a running gag in the whole thing. Yeah, you know? he's like, How he was very not? traditional about it, and then Brandon Lee was like, not very serious about it. Yeah, because it was kind of kind of like an action comedy kind of movie, not a whole yeah. lot of comedy, but yeah, Showdown Little Tokyo was really a good movie. It it's good if you grew up in that time. Exactly. It, it's hard for people who's used to all these good special effects, this and that, to watch something from back then. But and if you you go back on some of those, you got to admit, man, when we watch them again now, yeah, they're kind of cheesy. Yeah, well, I can't get into half the TV shows I like growing up because I start watching them again. It's like, I really like this. How in the heck did I like it? They're just—it's like the magic's gone. You've gotten used to all this glorious. CGI and all that stuff, and then you go back to the low-budget stuff, and it's just gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been spoiled by it. I mean, nowadays, even with low-budget, you can shoot a movie, and it looks like 10 times better than anything that was made in even the early 2000s. 
you could shoot stuff on an iPhone now, mm. and it looks better than stuff that was shot in the two thousands. It does look better, and that's why the story. Yeah. That's why I think the story's gone downhill. Uh, you, you're not wrong. You say flash here. Look at this. This is great. This is wonderful. You get the story. Man, Star Wars is a wonderful example of that. Oh, it's also just. It's hey, he, look at this new thing. The story's crap. Well, it's also yeah. just kind of like my generation. Like my take on action movies. Like when Netflix puts out a new action movie, I almost always watch it. And my take on almost every new Netflix action movie is, it's an action movie. The story's crap, but there's plenty of action, and that's all I really need. If it's got a good story, great. That means it'll be a rewatchable movie that I can watch for years. If it doesn't, as long as it's got enough action in it, I don't care if the story's crap. Yeah. As long as it's got enough action to keep me entertained, I'm only going to watch it once or twice anyway. Good enough. That's what they're counting on. And that's what they're getting. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's why we keep, I can tell him he's got to watch Total Recall, the old one. But I don't know if he'll like it as good as we did because the special effects is not the best in that. <laughs> Except for the three-boobed woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Well, you finally broke down and watched Doctor Who, and let's be honest, man, special effects in it are not always wonderful. No, they're definitely no. not. That that's kinda they what I was getting at when not. I was saying, you know, stuff shot nowadays is still better than stuff shot in the mid two thousands. Doctor Who's one of those things. Doctor Who could have been a lot better though, but the BBC just wouldn't give them no budget. Well they had a low budget. They always worked on but, low budget. But yeah. As you can clearly see, if you've got a good enough story, you can overcome low budget, exactly. bad you CGI. You got to get story and the right people playing the roles. Yeah, that's the oh, main yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You got to cast it right. Get the right people doing it. Because if you say this is a phenomenal movie and you get the wrong people in it and try to reshoot it, it's, it'd be junk because you didn't have the right cast for it. All right. Yeah, if you can get excited over watching a bubble wrap monster, you know somebody wrote a very good story. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even get into. <laughs> you never rap. watched the bubble rap monster no but i've watched enough of on youtube enough to, enough of the highlights of no, 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 old no, no, doctor who watched the whole thing and i watched the i think this was from like series or as they call it series series two so this would have been way back in like the 60s or 70s no see no i didn't even watch those and they're in like the doctor's supposedly in like the hive of the cybermen and it's basically just a bunch of guys in tin foil suits Oh, yeah, pretty much. And they're breaking out of these saran wrap coffins. And it just looks so bad that the saran wrap is catching on their headgear and trying to pull it off, and they're trying to keep their headgear on while getting out. It was not good. I'm like, yeah, I am i can't go back no further than the, the you know, when they restarted Doctor mm -hmm. Who in 05. Yeah. I can't go back to the ones before that. That's back when they're using uh, styrofoam plates and I'm stuff. I'm going to give you one series to watch. Walls. Try Check it out and let me know what you think about it. What's I'll, that? I'll send you a link to the whole thing. What's that? It, it's the fourth Doctor. Um, I'd have to look to see what the exact series is called. Is that the one with Sarah Jane? Uh, not this run, no. Okay, not but it's, this, it's not that, this story arc. But it's that. It's era. that Doctor. It's that era. Yeah. Okay. Just just check this one run out and tell me what you think. Okay. Well, now we gotta get back to the end of the. Yeah, we, we 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 skipped the last ten minutes of Beekeeper. The, yeah, the last 10 minutes, the, the whole ending, I'll the climax. I'll back and let y'all get back into that one. Well, we're going to tell you what happened. I'm, yeah. I'm just kick back listening. Yeah, so after he finally manages to kill the uh, gorilla dude, uh, Lazarus, then he's basically, you know, he's taking some damage. He got, uh, he got his arm cut open, and he got punched a few times, but it's still not bad. Like, he's, well, he's not even really limping. The, the arm 
got cut up and he had to put a tourniquet on it. That's what you seen when he was wrapping yeah, up when he was pulling that. a tourniquet on that bad boy. Got stabbed in the gut too, but I didn't see him do yeah, nothing to that, like that, that didn't affect him at all. Yeah, I guess I, it was just like a straight up just gut shot where it didn't get nothing important and just yeah. go on about your business. Then he's talking to the CIA director to come in there. Doesn't kill him. The director's trying to tell him not to, not to go in there. Don't do this. Don't do that. And he just grabs him by the hand, snapped a couple fingers, moved him off to the side, and blew the door open to where the president and her son was. Yeah, and earlier when he mentioned that uh, the kid tells the ex-CIA director, you want to use my mom as a human shield? The second Justin Statham walks in there, he uses his mom as a human shield, the president. Yeah, he, he got the gun out of his uh, dad's drawer right before he gets in there. Shoots the FBI director. Yeah, he shoots the director of the FBI. Then he's telling his mom that all the money, the only reason she wanted to be president because all the money that he brought in and donated to her to, to fund her campaign. She's like, well, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him everything. I'm going to admit where the money come from, then I'm going to resign. You wouldn't be president if it wasn't for me. I, no, I, I'm going to do the right thing. And You know, again, she's not a horrible person. Loved her kid, do anything for him, but she was going to come clean. He wasn't having it. He shot the FBI director, got over there beside her. Jason Statham blows the door open. He runs, gets behind her, and sticks a gun to her head. And they're sitting there talking everything and trying to talk him out of killing her son. Then he just pulls the hammer back on the gun like he's going to, and he just pops the president's son in the head. Yeah, just takes him right out. Just sniper shot right by her head, pops him. Uh, then uh, he gets to the window like he's going to get ready to jump out. FBI director comes in. Uh, the, the FBI woman. The, FBI, the daughter. Yeah, FBI woman. I thought director done got shot. He's laying on the floor bleeding out. Yeah, he didn't make it. Yeah. The man who I believe knew something about the beekeeper situation. Yeah. Anytime yeah. beekeeper brought up, it just changed that subject immediately. And he had that look on his face like, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but he. Jumps out the window, he gets away, and that's pretty much the end of it. Yep. Now well, it is the end. They cut straight to yeah, credits. We didn't give you all the good action parts and stuff that happened in there, so you definitely have to watch it on your own. I'm actually sitting here on IMDb, you know, yep. in case I need to look anything up, and it's just on loop playing the the trailer for the movie. And most of the stuff we talked about is all in the trailer. All the action scenes that we really highlighted are all in the trailer. Yeah. The gas station blowing up, him beating up the FBI and SWAT outside the building. You know, him uh, burning down the first call center. All that's in the trailer. So, technically, everything we explained is in the trailer. We just yeah. spoiled the ending of the movie. Yeah. If you call it a spoiler, I don't. And considering we're at the 55-minute mark. Anybody that's tried to fast forward, yeah, it, 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 it didn't work. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. You got to the 30-some-minute mark, and that's when we started tending off on something else. Yeah. yeah. Batman and everything else. Yeah, somehow we got on Batman for 10 minutes. Yep. But since we're done, wrapped up was it gonna get a little bonus clip in here we're gonna talk about reacher the last yeah. two episodes the two newest out. episodes of reacher holy shit yeah it's i'm i'm glad yeah i'm on imdb all the time looking at stuff i'm glad i didn't pay too much attention on imdb because you know imdb has how many episodes each character's in my favorite character in the show is <laughs> russo the cop yes he, he he was real good my favorite character and Spoiler, if you haven't seen the last two weeks ago's episode of Reacher, he doesn't make it. He gets killed. Yeah. Oh, man. my God. I was so mad. It's like the, the, the beginning of this episode, or halfway through the episode, I'm like, yep, 
Russo is my favorite character in the show right now. Sure enough, 15 minutes later, he gets killed. It's like, really? Yeah. Corey and I was talking about it. He goes, he's got to be my favorite one. I was like, yeah. Like, well, he's just going to straight up beat up Breacher and everything else. And I never let it. But man, didn't get the slip that he was going to get killed. Didn't you know it was? Didn't you know it was coming though? When him and Reacher trying starting to get a little buddy buddy, and yeah, I mean it, it was it was kind of letting you know. No, because I was looking forward. I thought the Caesar series uh, this season was going to end with them two getting ready to fight, and they was going to end it, and you don't get to see what happens. No, we I was I, me and Sue were actually watching it when they were kind of bonding, and we both said at pretty much the same time, you know, he's going to die. I didn't know he was going to die in that episode, though. Yeah. It but, wasn't five minutes later. He was in the shootout in, in the parking lot or in the under the bridge. Yeah. I like the way they let him die, though. It wasn't some somebody come up from behind him, popped him in the head or nothing like that. He went out doing what he loved to do. Didn't you know, man, as soon as he sent yeah. the girl running, he wasn't going to make He's it? He's like, I need you to run that way. Do not look back. And as soon as those words are said, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know, He's uh, going to draw fire so, so she can get away. Neely and the crew are on the road. They're coming to him. Yeah, they're not they know getting there they're quick not, enough. They're going to get there just too late. Yeah, and I should have known by the title of the episode, New York's Finest. Mm-hmm. That I title. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that title gives it away. But, yeah. But I was I mean, not they, expecting uh, it at all. They foreshadowed it a lot that it was coming. Yeah. In that in that episode. And also, that, that, that scene in the episode with them when they go to set the trap for the one dude. That was actually the scene I've been telling you guys about that I saw and heard them talk about on YouTube. So apparently that was the last scene they filmed, but it ain't from the last scene in the in the series. So yeah. that was the scene I was talking about where they had somebody actually measuring their body temperature. Because wherever they was at doing that scene, it was just blue balls cold. Huh. Just ridiculously cold. Yeah, it's a... Uh... And I, I loved when Reacher was taking those guys out one at a time on the bus. <laughs> then he was hiding underneath the one thing and just yanks the dude under like a freaking horror movie. Oh, yeah. You call it a horror movie. I didn't see it as a horror movie. I don't watch horror movies, so I just... Well, uh, the the scene where he grabs his legs and then jerks him under the bed reminded me of that uh, scene out of Scary Movie. The Oh, yeah. Where the... That Wayne brother gets pulled underneath the bed, and mm-hmm. then he grabs the clown and jerks him back. You ain't getting away from Ray Ray. Yep. Oh, him God, that's, that's the bed. Great. The clown just starts screaming, and you just claw marks across the ground. That's why it pretty much popped in my head when I seen that. See, I, I, first thing I thought it was it. I don't know why. And I don't watch horror movies. I watch the scary, like what you just mentioned, the scary movie franchise. I like those movies because they're comedy movies. But I don't really watch horror movies. But, yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, that's It, Sal, even though I've never seen the movie It. You've never watched? I told you I don't watch horror movies. One, I've, seen the the, I've seen the Chucky movies. That, that that's, ain't even scary. That's about, I don't watch horror movies. So, And I watched them when I was a kid. I loved the Chucky movies as a kid. And that's when I watched them. I haven't watched any of them since I've gotten older. Yeah, you've got, definitely got to watch the original Stephen King version of It. Yeah, the I've second one, it. I don't. I saw the. I've actually I like seen them both. Honestly, uh, I like both versions. I like the Tim Curry one better. That's that's the the old nineties one. Yeah, I liked. The, in my opinion, he's a scarier clown. It one and it two. Creepy. Yeah, you, you know, got it one and it two. It one was my favorite. It two could. Excuse oh, language, one, one, go suck a dick. But it one was my favorite one. It, it was to me. It was more scary. Oh, the first, the first hat, the yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with it you. Won. When when the kids were kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was way oh. better then. Yeah, that was. 
that was some scary. But it's the same way with, uh, well, kind of with the original one. When it's the parts with the kids, it's better than when That's they're That's the one I'm talking up. about. The very, the very oh, first one. Oh, see, I one. thought you were talking about the, the remake. Oh, I don't even like the remake. I like both versions. I like the first one. I like the, both versions. I like the original one better. Yeah, I'm, I love the original one. That's the only one I consider. But I do, I do like them both. Yeah, because you got It 1 and It 2. Then you got the newer version that come out, It 1 and It 2. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as good as the first one. That very first one when they're all kids mm-hmm. reliving everything together. That scared the crap out of me. Daggone. It and uh, Pet Cemetery. We lived right down the road in a big two-story house, greenhouse that had an old abandoned church that was out behind it. And that one scene where that wom- that woman's kid died and they're reliving about her sister that's just laying in bed screaming with her back all mm. twisted up and mm-hmm. stuff, that part kicked on. Like I said, two-story house. Every light in that friggin' house was on. I even turned the oh oven light on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I even had the oven light on. Good God. Yeah, it was it was that bad. <laughs> I've, I've never been scared like that, ever. I was 14, 15 years old then. <laughs> really? That'd be about, about right. I, I was it? home by myself watching it because, you know, they didn't have cable run through here at that time. And I was watching on VHS. Didn't have no lights or nothing on. That woman coming around, ooh, it sent chills through me, and I just went oh clicking everything God. on. <laughs> like I said, if it had a light bulb in it, it was on. If I would have still had a light bright set, I would have had that thing on in the living room with me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how bad it got to me. Now I can watch it and be like, eh. I don't but know why They're, I was they're so not scary nowadays. Yeah. They don't make good horror movies anymore. Now like a good jump scare in a movie. That's 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 what's the only scare you get nowadays. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I love a good jump scare. Conjuring had a couple of good ones in it. One minute looking over here, they turn around, look back, and then boom, it's right there in now, your face. I like the Conjuring movies, only because I like those two the the people who play Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren. Yeah, I like those two actors. They mm-hmm. they play good together. Uh, the stories are okay. They're not. I mean, like you said, nothing's really scary. Scary. No. I miss the old Freddy days when they used special effects instead of everything CGI. They really went into the oh, latex, see, makeup, like, and all that stuff. Yeah, I've seen like the original like Halloween Angora. movie. And that was a good movie. The original the Halloween. Original Halloween, yes. Yeah, that was good. a good movie. So, has anyone watched Halloween Kills? Is that the, the last, very last one? No. I, I, I haven't watched a horror movie in 15 years. I heard it wasn't so. any good. Do you a favor. Don't ever watch it. Yeah, I heard it was horrible. It's horrible. We gotta get back to Reacher. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Reacher. Yeah, we done. Damn, done how did off. <laughs> don't ask me how we got Blew off again. On yeah, what there? But at least it only happened twice. True. Normally it happens like ten or fifteen <laughs> times. Yeah. But yeah, and then you watched episode seven, didn't you? Mm. Yes, yeah, one of there for uh, Thursday. This, yeah, yeah, this Thursday. Okay. Yeah, so I'm up. I'm up. I'm yeah. up to the last one now. Did, did you see what I was talking about? The ending, how it ends at like just a perfect just. Well, Cliffhanger. Mean, yeah, that's a perfect cutoff though for the for because you got the finale coming up. Yeah, yeah. So all your questions are going to be answered supposedly in yeah. this next episode. Go quick take, man. Y'all are all up on it. Mm-hmm. Swan. I was getting asked the same question. Do you think he's alive? Clean as a whistle, but he's dead as hell. Yeah, I think he's dead too. I do too. I think they cut parts off of him to use his uh, biometrics. Yeah, honestly, because you know, it does that flashback to when they're still the, with the one hundred and one. 
Mm-hmm. The unit. One ten. Yeah. Yeah, the one tenth, not the one one, the one tenth. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. There's two. There's two ones and a zero in there somewhere. <laughs> math not my thing, man. But uh, math and not math. Uh, math is not me. But anyway, um, you know, when Reacher's explaining to him, we do what we're gonna do here tonight. Our careers are over with. Yeah. You know, open the door. Here's your chance. He could have walked out. Oh yeah. But, but, I mean, he was the one playing the guitar afterwards and singing even after they just got disbanded. Mm-hmm. Even so after that, the guy come in there and just not, chewed their asses out. If it turns out he's dirty, uh, I'll be surprised. I thought that captain yeah. was dirty. The one that come in there and chewed them out. I yeah. thought that was the reason why it was going to end up getting shut down. Because it just kept popping up conveniently every time something was going on with some drugs. Boom. There he was. Well, you seen him at the end of it afterwards where he went in and disbanded the, the, the unit. Yeah. He probably was in. Apparently, the whole damn government was in on it. Yeah. Yeah. They knew about it. was just turning a blind eye to it. Yeah, just wanted to cover everything up. But you wouldn't think they let it go on for two years. Because he'd give them reports and, you know, he'd pop in there. Oh, y'all done a good job, blah, blah, blah. They knew he was getting close. They should have shut him down way before then. Before he got hit like a pit bull, he got his teeth sunk into it. Yeah. Locked on it. And he wasn't letting go. That's just him. He doesn't. Yeah, I would say that's, that's Reacher. He doesn't. He doesn't let something like that fly. But on the on the Swan issue, I think he's clean. We'll know next week. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I mean, it's the last episode of this series, so. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they're going to end the season on a cliffhanger because I've told you, and you know, we've kind of looked up. Each season's based on a based on a book. Yeah, yeah. so it'll it'll so. wrap up. I'm sure they're not going to carry. I wouldn't think they'll carry over to another season. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll carry over to a se- another season of that one, but. I think the swan thing's just going to be up in the air. Maybe. I'm hoping I'm definitely wrong because I want to know. Yeah. I mean, but, I could spoil it and go into the book, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't want to spoil myself. Me. If there's a book out and they're going to make it into a movie, I want to watch the movies first, give the movies a chance, then read the books. Yeah. Because I know the books are going to be a whole lot better than the movies that will ever be. Yeah. Probably. Except for, what was that, Maze Runner or whatever it was? No, well, I don't. I've got the major runner books. I haven't listened to them yet. No, that one, Convergent or something like that. Divergent. Divergent. No, that's the the books are way better. The movies are terrible. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. You know. Yeah, the, the movies are trash. The movies got to where it was nothing like the book. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it, why I was saying, you know, if you watch any of the Divergent movies, the first one, or if you sadly watched the second one, or even attempted to watch the third one, the books are way better. Don't let the movies tarnish it. The books are great. I didn't care for the ending to the books. But the books overall are great. Well, they're far better than the movies turned yes, out to be. Yes, the movies are horrible. The yeah, first movie's not atrocious like the second one is, but it's still bad compared to the books. And the third movie is just not even worth I've, I've never even to attempted to watch it. I thought you said the third movie didn't even It didn't. Go it went straight direct to video. No, the second, the second movie is where it branched off and it was like, well, this didn't happen in the book. This is completely different. And then the third one... It was so bad they couldn't even put it in theaters. They just put it straight to TV. Not mm-hmm. even straight to DVD, straight to TV. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they, they knew they had a turd, so they didn't even bother releasing yeah. it. Well, it's like uh, that Batman, or Bat, Batwoman movie that they was making. No, well, they made a TV series on the CW. Well, they made a TV series on it, but well, they, they actually did a whole filmed Batwoman them. Movie. They, they shot the whole movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then that's, canned that's, it. Yeah, it's different. Because it was so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... They done paid all the actors and everything. You would have think they would at least straight to 
you know, Disney Plus or something. Yeah, they put it on even, something. Try to make some of your money back. Yeah, they didn't make nothing back. No, they just. Brandon Fraser was in it, and he talked about he done had all his scenes filmed and everything. He everything was done, and they just shut it down. And they was, I forget how many hundreds of millions of dollars into it. Oh, I say so. It's being a Batwoman movie. Yeah. Wonder who Brendan Fraser played the penguin. I don't know. Hmm. No. I don't know either. I didn't even bother looking because it, it wasn't coming yeah. out. I wasn't, yeah, you'll, you'll never see it. So yeah, the yeah, movie it wasn't coming really out, matter. so I didn't bother, you know, trying to research into it. Yeah, they canned the whole thing. And that's How it. bad could it possibly be? Yeah. What they say, there's thousands of movies out there that never mm-hmm. make it. They're oh, already yeah. filmed, locked up. They'll, they'll never see the light of day. And I wish they would release some of those because it's got to be better than the trash they've been pumping out here lately. Good point. It can't be worse. I don't no, know if it's it any better, be worse. but it can't be worse. Now, that we watched a couple of good ones. Like I said, you know, the dude Beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Wonka. Yeah, Wonka was great. It was it was really good. <clears throat> we'll be going tomorrow to watch uh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and Ooh. the Philosopher's Stone. Yep. Cool. Yeah, buddy. They're doing the bring it back in the throwback in the movie theaters. I never got to watch that one in the movie theaters. We'll watch it. Oh, yeah, we're going to be decked out, too. All yep. our Harry Potter gear. Because it is cold. <laughs> yes. Like, we went to the movie today, and, I mean, it's 20-some degrees outside, Fahrenheit. But the wind, whoo, it was cold. I'll have my Gryffindor hat, my Gryffindor scarf, my Gryffindor shirt. I was tempted to wear my school robes that we got down at Universal. Yeah. I, I mean. I mean, they are thick and heavy. So. Oh, yeah, they, they block any wind coming through. I was that close. Even thought about bringing my wand with me. I'm definitely going to wear my, my Slytherin shirt, my Slytherin jacket, and my Slytherin scarf. But instead of my Slytherin hat, I think I'm going to break out the Slytherin toboggan because it is cold. I got the Hogwarts toboggan. let me know what the turnout is. Take got, some, shoot some video in the, uh, when you're getting your tickets and whatnot. I'll just, for yeah, what? Yeah, just pan around. Oh, well, oh see, I mean, we are going to buy tickets because everybody. Oh, yeah. they got their Harry Potter gear on. I mean, it's always, anytime a movie come out, you could always see oh, yeah. the school outfit see, on, the robes and stuff. I'm we'll curious to, how many people are going to be there. Shots, I want to see. Yeah, we'll have to film it, and then we'll have to get us an Instagram and just let everybody just go on there and yeah, look at it from there. Well, that, yeah, just throw some. Put yeah, it on TikTok. Yeah. Take a few shots and yep. throw it up on the on something. Yeah, yeah, I throw it up on my TikTok. Mention our podcast on there. You know, mm-hmm. get the word around. But Y'all yeah. need to spread it out too, so we can get a little bit more listeners in here. Yeah, I'm I'm curious though how many people is going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Considering how for the most part dead. The theater's been for most of the movies we went and watched recently. Oh, yeah. The mo- the crowd the most crowded the theater's been, our little theater around here, is Wonka. Wonka was relatively full compared to what it has been. The last the last time I was in a packed theater was in game, but that was in game, so that's a little different. That was before the pandemic, and that was in game. Mm-hmm. That that theater was packed full, and when the ending the in game happened. Oh, I bet the place it was just exploded. So, no, it was so quiet. Really? Yeah, when... Oh, I'm talking about the before the very last scene when, when Tony's dying. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's when he's probably oh, dead quiet there. When, the when Captain yeah, America when Cap summoned the, the hammer, hammer. I bet the place just blew up. Oh, yeah. There was gasps and cheers and claps. And then when Tony, yeah, when Tony Stark said, I'm Iron that Man. Was coming. Oh, my God. It was so sad. It was so quiet to me. And I, was, I had a freaking lump in my throat. Mm. So I'm trying to open my water bottle without making a loud sound so I can drink some water to clear this lump mm-hmm. out of my throat. It was, oh yeah, it was something else. 
that, that like I said, that that was truly an experience. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. The, the only other time I've seen a theater like that was, and this was probably the saddest I've ever been in a movie theater, was when I went and watched Fast 7 in theaters. Mm. The ending to Fast 7. Oh, was, yeah, when the cars. Uh, that was, it was so hard not to cry. Mm. Good God. I, 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 I love that. That's a Fast and Furious movie. I, one of the new ones I really like. I struggle to rewatch it, man. It's just it's so sad at the end. I haven't watched it. Yeah, Fast Seven is sad. I watched I watched a lot of the Fast and Furious movies because just because they're good. I mean, I look again, plenty of action in them and stuff. And it just started getting into the realm of what the hell. <laughs> I try to tell people. Most people aren't big in the car, so they don't realize just how unrealistic basically. Everything they was doing oh, ever yeah. was. The first Fast and the Furious movie, the very first one that came out in like 01, was the most realistic, and even it wasn't super realistic. None of these Fast and Furious movies are really realistic when it comes to what you can do in a car and what a car can do, which is why I don't really care that it's got super unrealistic now because it was never realistic to begin with. Well, that, that's the whole gimmick with it anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, how much cra- how crazy can we get in this when movie? When you strap a jet fine. engine it's, onto it's, a Fiero yeah. and send it up into outer space. That's a Pontiac in space, baby. Hey, those movies are for fun, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, enjoy the fun. When it hits the dramatic parts, cool. Now, uh, the one where you know, just don't, don't sit and dwell on, well, that's not possible, you know? Exactly. If you're thinking that way, like you, don't even bother watching them. There's no point. No. Once you get that thought in your head, they're don't made watch to them. be unbelievable. Now, the when the rocks, the cars his, with the yeah. safe hook to them, and they're driving yes. down the road. To me, I could see that happening. You I would could, definitely, when they first yank it out, you would have to have all the knots and stuff they're hitting to get it to initially break loose. But it's it's momentum. Once you get momentum, you can keep it going. Yeah, see, and those are all wheel drive. You know, those chargers are all wheel drive with Hemi's in them, so they make plenty of power, especially with NOS. And you know, with and Fast and Furious, they're souped up. Oh, yeah. So you're probably looking at, you know, with the Hellcat motor in there and the NOS and stuff, you're looking at over 1,000 horsepower all-wheel drive. So you could pull, a, with two of them, you could pull a safe like that. Oh, yeah. And to me, that wasn't that bad. Oh, that, that's but my favorite movie of all time, Fast when Five. When you're launching one out of the top of one building, landing uh, into another building. That's Fast 7. Yeah, I was like, ah, I can't handle that. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I think it's a Remick. I, I like just got to turn off that... Uh, <clears throat> You just got to turn that off, man. Oh, just, well, just, as I'm watching it, it's fine. I, I, I'll i go along with it. Then after the movie, like, man, I wish they would have just left that part out. <laughs> nah, I didn't have a problem with it. And like I said, the newest one, Fast 10, that's that's my favorite one since Fast 5. I love that movie. Yeah, now I heard uh, that one was really good. It's much better than 9. 9 was my least favorite. I still like it, but it's my least favorite. 10 is great. It's got Jason Momoa in it. Yep. Jason Momoa yeah, he's just kills it. Uh, he's a bad guy, but he's like he's a Joker style bad guy. He's just a damn good actor. Oh yeah, he is. Like I said, uh, the first time I ever seen him in anything was Stargate. For me, it was Game of Thrones. Stargate Atlantis. Ronan. Yep. Yeah, he played. That's right. That's right. That's uh, Stargate true. Atlantis. Yeah, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that's the first thing I ever seen him in. I think that might have been the first his first big role. I think it was. He ain't no, as jacked no, as it he wasn't. is now. Actually, no, it wasn't. Oh, no, he's, he's like The Rock. He's gotten much bigger. Apparently, at some point, he was on the old Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I didn't know that either. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw, he was doing some interview, and they mentioned it, and I was like, what? It yeah. makes sense, I mean, from Hawaii, with a build like his. At least I think he's from Hawaii. I Maybe you're no wrong idea. on that. I don't either, but uh, like I said, he's. Real good actor. Loved him in uh, 
Game of Thrones. Dude. Oh, yeah. You got to watch. See. I I never finished it. I watched like four or five episodes, maybe six. It's real. I, I don't know why I didn't finish watching them because they was really good. It's three seasons. It's a story from start to, I mean, it just it wraps everything up. There, you know, just so you know. Yep, he's from Hawaii. You'll get the Honolulu. whole story, three seasons. Each season gets better. And that's hard to believe because nine times out of ten, it's hard to keep a season Each getting season better and better, better and better. Well, that, that's what was surprising about Reacher. Season two has been better than season one. Season one was great. Season yeah. two is better. It's just without, better in every sense. Without looking at season two, season one was fantastic. You got season two, and you look back at season one, you're like, huh, season one was okay. Yeah. Season two was just phenomenal. And if you want action and a kill count, watch C. Oh, I know. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. I've watched season one, or I've watched all season one except for the last episode. I still haven't watched the last episode of season one, and then season two and three, I haven't watched it all yet. I'm going to eventually. I keep saying that for like the last year I've said, I'm going to watch it eventually. And eventually I will, but who knows when <laughs> like that'll be. Said, it, it's well worth it. It's a good series. Yeah, I definitely have to finish it. Because like I said, for course, the concept it is, I never thought anybody would try to come up with that kind of concept. But it is, it was great. And, you know, for, for spoilers, everyone, pretty much everyone in the world is blind. Yeah, nobody can see. And they have And learned. they play it. I mean, you, you watch these people and you just got the feel that, hey, they can't see. Yeah. They play it perfect. I mean, it, it's very, very good watch. They use echolocation and everything to. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, watching season one is it's crazy. The, the seasons just get better. Oh, I, I can imagine. Yeah. And damn. I mean, I won't go into any, any details on it. Just y'all got to watch it. It's, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are uh, getting near the end. So, uh, yeah, what was that you was wanting to bring up? Jamie, well, what I was say for the end. What I was going to do is we just do just each of us just a quick what we're watching right now, apart from what we've talked about. Like for me, I've spent like the last couple weeks watching The Office for the first time. Hilarious! That that show's hilarious. So I've been with shock for me. I'm actually taking my time through it, not just binging every single bit of it once, which there is a lot. So it's kind of hard to binge every single bit of it once. But that's what I'm watching right now. What are you watching right now, Jamie? I fell back into watching Torchwood again, just kind of accidentally. I just started on the first episode again, and and I'd watched it, you know, back when it first ran, which was probably two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Maybe I'd have to look at the date. Yeah, somewhere around that. But uh, and I hadn't really watched it since, so it's 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 a good it's good. Oh, I'm gonna watch it eventually because I love Doctor Who. Watching it again, I'm uh, I'm into season two. Pretty good. I'm watching uh, CSI Vegas. Oh, God. Which, it's the newer one that come out. I think the first one should have been called Vegas instead of just CSI because, you know, it was happening in Vegas. But I watched the first episode. I was like, nah, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Started second, third, and I was like, man, this is really, and they're bringing back a lot of the old people from the first one and stuff, and it's getting real good. I haven't finished watching it yet, but it, I'm 10 episodes in. I'm pretty much hooked to it. Really enjoying it. Yep. And eventually, don't know if it'll be next week's episode or what, but we are going to break down the Netflix show Obliterate. 
Oh God. So I I don't know if anybody listening will love it the way we do. You may, you may not. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. But it is for us it was great. It 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 was good to see a show come out like that. They don't make shows like that anymore. No, you need to watch it before we do a review on it. That's yeah. all I can tell y'all. It's uh it's eight episodes on Netflix and it is it is great. It's 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 a throwback show. Yes, definitely. It it has an eighties and nineties vibe. Yeah, to it. definitely has an eighties and nineties feel. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be breaking that down sooner or later. So uh Oh, well, you have. Something? I'm getting ready in the podcast, so you got something to say? Oh, I just uh, for uh, stuff coming out like trailers and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And I haven't watched a trailer for it, but the uh, they're doing a remake of uh, Roadhouse. When you said '80s and '90s, it just made me think about that. Ah, uh, man, that is definitely a movie of its time. So I don't know if a remake would work. You know, I just don't see anybody can fill the role of Patrick Swayze. No, well, no. yeah, and, and or uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah, oh, Sam Elliott was my favorite on there. Everybody loves Sam Elliott. Yeah. Besides the doctor on there. I mean, Sam Elliott was... But I just want to throw that... I just, I just ran across that uh, announcement the other day, and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I, <clears throat> when you said 80s and 90s, it made me think of it again. They made a Roadhouse too. Yeah, I never watched it. I had neither. I didn't even know they had made I it. I just recently found out that it even existed. That, uh, oh, that About a month ago. Yeah, that yeah the guy we work with told us. Yeah. And I think we told you about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know nothing about it. I'm not even bothered trying to look for it. No, no I haven't either. There's no way it could be any good. <laughs> well, not never. We've never heard of it until now, so it couldn't have been much. No, because I mean we we live on TV shows and stuff. So <laughs> oh I mean, yeah, I've seen. I I don't know how I've seen. I've seen so many movies and TV shows. Unreal. Like I, I've not seen any trailers or anything for this new one. Oh. I did read a little tidbit though that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's who's playing the, the the lead, he's playing Patrick Swayze's part. Him and the director, who I couldn't tell you who it is, are kind of upset with uh, Amazon at the moment. Of course. Instead of well, instead of giving it a, a, a theater release, they're shoving it straight to uh, streaming. Oh uh, yeah, Scarlett Johansson got mad at uh, M- uh, Marvel and Widow. Disney. For doing that with Black Widow, they really should have released Black Widow as a as a movie and, and, in the theaters. Yeah, that movie's so good. That movie hey, is man, so good. Man, it got good. some bad reviews, and I don't get that at all. That was yeah, probably the last great it. MCU movie. Yeah, every movie since then hasn't been nowhere near as good. That movie was no, no near as good. Whew. Well, that's being kind. I'm I'm a little more uh, kind to movies than you are when it comes to if they're bad or good. If I say a movie's bad, it's got to be terrible because I'm relatively easy to please when it comes to movies i've watched so many yeah that as i said earlier with action movies as long as it entertains me i'm fine if the story's terrible but it entertains me you know i won't say it's a great movie but it was entertaining so i watched it i'm, I'm not a harsh critic i'm gonna have to quit hate watching movies <laughs> well I, I told you that with especially with all the new mcu stuff it, none of it's going to be near as good as what it used to be it's just not going to be so everybody's got to bring their expectations way down. Ten what? minutes into Love and Blunder, I couldn't stand it, oh, but I finished God. it. I watched it in theaters. And I liked yeah, it. Yeah, we went and watched five, it in theaters. Five minutes into the multiverse of crapness, I couldn't stand it either. Oh, my God. That movie, I, I liked it too, but it wasn't great. No, like, like I said, none of them has been great since Black Widow. That was the last great MCU movie. My thing, they they, they saturated the market with too Oh, they oversaturated it. Yeah, they said, oh, we got something great. Let's... Let's 
keep pushing it out until nobody wants it no more. Then we'll quit doing it. That'd be good if they kept the quality up, but the quality tanked, man. Yeah, they didn't think they had to because everybody just, oh, MCU's the best thing going, and they're just people and going to watch it. one time it was. Yeah, but the pandemic hit, and that put a big hurting on them. And the market is oversaturated. Like, yeah. Me, myself, I'm tired of superhero movies. Like, it's just, I've seen enough of them now. Black Widow and Hawkeye, which one, I don't know what order they came out in. Which one was first? I think Black Widow was first. Black Widow had to be first because then when Hawk got the series come out, that was the last great series. I, I said Black Widow's last great movie. I mean, I just count that as a very long movie, you know? It basically is, and it's Christmas-themed. But the reason I know it come out after Black Widow because Yelena shows up in it. Mm-hmm. And okay. we've already seen her in Black Widow. So, Yelena's amazing. Those Yelena two are the last great. two good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Florence Pugh is just oh yeah, excellent actress. Yelena Belova. Yeah. But You've not watched them yet? Nope. No, you got to check those two out at least. Yeah. I mean, you should have you should have watched them before Christmas was over because, like I said, uh, Hawkeye is a Christmas themed show. I mean, you can still watch it whenever, but yeah. I watch it every year around Christmas time because it's just it's a great Christmas themed show. I watch it in July when they have Christmas in July. Okay, why that concept ever come out? I have no freaking yeah. Clue. I don't. I don't know. That's but. crazy. But I believe we're gonna call we're it running there. long on this one, ain't we? Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Well, we're signing off for tonight. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And- Hope to catch y'all back on here next week. Yep. Peace.